I've got a real-life ghost story. Oh. It's ongoing. It's happening as we speak. Where is this happening? This is happening just down the road. Really? In, in Stroud Green. Oh. And um, a lady I volunteer with at the mm. charity shop, she lives on her own. Yeah. And she's hearing banging at night. Oh, my God. She's hearing banging. And what? And I thought, this is just in her imagination. Why don't you say that up for the ghosty section of the programme, I can, I can do, I can do. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. This is Salby and Lofty Lux. Live on tape from Studio Senseless in leafy London town, it's Sowerby and Luff Deluxe. Yes, this is Salvi and Luff Deluxe. We're back. Yes, we've <laughs> we've made it to episode five. <laughs> so uh, coming up on today's Salvi and Luff Deluxe, uh, was there a UFO present during the moon landing? Oh, for heaven, that's that's ticking a lot of boxes right there, isn't it? Is the NFL rigged? <laughs> And of course, Georgina's ghost story, yes. uh, which she it's has a real just, one. Uh, she's just trailed so effectively <laughs> there. Um, so, first of all, matters arising. Yes, okay. What's S- matters arising S- this week? Some of which may, may be generic and some of which may be directed at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Knock yourself out, buddy. Headline story by, by Miles, locally speaking. Yes. Because now we've got, a, we've got a local ghost story. We've also got a local news story. Uh-huh. Beyonce. Yes. Is coming yes. to the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which is a mere two miles we will from be where close we are to, sitting. Yes, we'll be close to her presence. It's over, If the, the way I'm sitting facing you, Georgina, the Tottenham yeah. Hotspur Stadium is over my right shoulder. It is. So if it was dark and if there was a game on right now, I could turn and we would see the the glow from the headlights. I know, but we'll be able to feel the glow from Beyonce, won't, won't we? Yeah. And that evening... I'm just going to be dancing around the living room singing, Oh, the single ladies, oh, the single You might be able to hear oh, it. Oh, the single ladies. If you open the window behind me, Georgina, you might actually be able to hear that from the stadium. Uh, so that's the good news. The bad news? <laughs> it is how much it is per ticket. <laughs> Prices yes. for Beyonce's highly anticipated Renaissance World Renaissance tour, World tour yeah. have been revealed. Standing tickets... <gasps> Are £177. Yeah, but you'd be dancing, wouldn't you? Okay. Uh, For that, I'd want a seat, personally. (laughs) Um, You'd have to pay for a seat. What are the seated tickets? Fans can expect to pay anywhere between £221 and £341 for Beyonce's early entry package. (laughs) Oh, come on, Beyonce. Would you pay that, Georgina, (laughs) for an early entry into Beyonce? <laughs> or indeed a late one. Does that does that mean an early entry on the evening or an early entry for tickets? I don't know. 
do you get to go half an hour early and, I see, don't know. and see her rehearsing? Oh, the single ladies, oh, the single ladies. So, uh, oh, the single ladies. For the VIP, stop saying, oh, the single ladies. All oh, the single ladies. For the VIP package. You haven't even got to the VIP package. Oh, yet. oh, does it get more expensive v- if you want to sit down and have nibbles? For the VIP package, yep. fans will have to fork out an eye-watering £769. That's a bargain. And there's also something called the Alien Superstar Package. Aliens again? Alien Superstar Package. Okay, is it only for aliens? And that is, per ticket, £1,038. She is very sensibly looking after the aliens first. She knows, she knows. It doesn't stop there, Georgina. Oh dear. There's something called the On Stage Front Row (gasps) Package. So that's where you're actually on stage. Come on. You're actually in in the show. When's my birthday? Uh, Tickets for that are priced at £2,400. You see, if I was going to save up, I'd want that. Also, if I was in the show, Mm. I'd expect her to be paying me. (laughs) Yes, kind of. Rather than the other way around. Yeah. So that's Beyonce. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Local local Beyonce. Local Beyonce. Uh, Now, uh, something else that's been really annoying us. Now, we might have mentioned this before in one of the the 600 previous podcasts. It is a long rant. But it's getting worse. It's like it a it's like an ap- epidemic of people saying no problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. So you go into a restaurant and you say, uh, can I order a starter, please? Yeah. No problem. Not a problem. Could I have the bill, please? No Not problem. A problem. It drives me mad. Where, who started it? And I've where no, did it come know. from? And why is it getting worse? I'm I'm going to blame uh well who should I blame? I'm going to blame America because they're all so chirpy all the time, aren't you? Like have a nice day and and all that. And it came over here eventually. No problem. And now they're saying no problem. Not a problem. Someone asked me the other day if I wanted a bag in a shop and I said no thank you and they said not a problem. <laughs> So it's not a problem that no, you, you don't should, want no. something. It's you should only say it's not a problem if it might have been a problem. Me not wanting a bag was never going to be a problem. Yeah, that's true. Oh. What, the only way that that could be worse and be more annoying is if mm. someone said so ahead so, of it. So not a problem. So <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Uh, so that's that one. Yes. Okay. Um, is there and, another one? And also, and also, you'll be yeah. pleased to know this is the third and final one, Georgina, Good. and it also doesn't involve you. That's so lovely. So you're not on. We've got to episode five, and it doesn't involve me no, anymore. No, we've worked you've... our way through yeah. all of the no, all of the problems. Have we? <laughs> and all of the no problems. <laughs> no problem about you. Yeah. This one is a Facebook. Annoys, oh, okay. Or meta, we should call them now, shouldn't we? I That's have no honest. idea. Nothing annoys me more than when Facebook tries to make me have a better life. <laughs> and here's an example, right? Yes. You, you open your Facebook page yeah. and it says, you have a new memory. Oh, that's lovely. And it shows you something that happened a uh, year ago. Yeah. Or two. Now, yeah. I've got a brain, right? Mm. And it is capable of having memories. Memories, And yes. I don't feel that I need Zuckerberg to help me have a memory and to jog my my. I'd rather have my memories in my own time. Doesn't it always amaze you, though, that when Zuckerberg 
tells you about a memory, you can't believe it's that long since you had that that initial thought. They showed be... me something the other day, and it was a photograph from six years ago, and I thought, wow, I can't believe that's six years ago. I don't want to be prompted. I want to have my memories in my time. Like, you day before yesterday, you showed me a black and white photograph of you and me sitting in a Greek restaurant. That was my memory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You didn't, you presumably were capable of having that memory yourself. I remember that very well. Without Zuckerberg prompting you to do it. (laughs) We should point out that since then, that restaurant has been uh, closed down for infringement of health and safety regulations. (laughs) I just wanted to add as well that sometimes it goes, you've got a memory, you've got a memory, you've got a memory. And then it shows me a photograph of something stupid that I've taken, like a jar of tartar sauce on a wall. And I just go, no, that's not really a memory that I want to remember, Soz. <laughs> that was uh, this week's Matters Arising. Coming up next, Flying Saucers at My Pants. Flying Saucers Ate My Pants. <laughs> He's so enthusiastic. So, Georgina, I'm old enough to have witnessed the moon landing. Right, I hate to admit that, but I am. I was only a tiny, tiny child at the time, but I witnessed the moon landing. So I'm always fascinated. There's loads of conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Did it happen? Did Did it really go to the moon? Um, This one caught my eye this week while (laughs) I was flicking my way through some ridiculous uh, website. One of the curiosities of the Apollo 11 TV coverage, Mm -hmm. as it was broadcast on TV, is a small white dot. (laughs) Okay. That was seen just above the horizon for the entire duration of the broadcast. Was it a planet? Well, we're going to go into that, Georgina. Okay. During the broadcast, the commentator made a comment about it. He said it was a phosphorus spot. Now, (laughs) that's not what you get on your face. Um, (laughs) If you don't know what a phosphorus spot is, it's the kind of old old-fashioned TV equivalent of what we now call a burnt-out pixel. Do you know what a burnt-out pixel is? I do know what a burnt... But I also have a phosphorus spot. Phosphorus? (laughs) How do you say it? Phosphorus. Phosphorus. Phosphorus spot when I eat too much chocolate. I do know what a burnt-out pixel is. Do you know how to get rid of a burnt-out pixel? Yes. You use a bit of... uh, You use a little bit of Tipex on the television screen. No. No? No, but you, you use a damp cloth. Yeah. Right? Put it on the screen. Yeah. Uh, turn the turn the monitor off, right? And then you apply pressure to the monitor. Turn it back on, and the uh, stuck pixel should be gone. But that's not the story. No, Georgina. no. Did it move? But no. Back, back to the moon landing. Yeah, right. and the phosphorus spot in still photos taken on the moon. Mm-hmm. Right. If you look into the reflection in Buzz Aldrin's visor. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, only in the news this week. He's about 97, he's just yeah. got married I know. to bless a 30-year-old. <laughs> bless him. So well done, Buzz. Yeah, well done. Uh, so, yeah, in Buzz Aldrin's visor, mm-hmm. you can see a reflection of Neil Armstrong, yes. first man on the moon, Yeah, 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 yeah standing yeah. in the distance uh-huh. with a camera mm-hmm. with his back to the white dot in the sky while he was taking the picture. Just above his shoulder is this white dot. Stop saying white dot. <laughs> So what could that have been, Georgina? If it was it, a phosphorus if it, planet. No, if it wasn't a phosphorus spot, 
Oh. Because if it had been, it would have been in every shot, you see. It would have been on, actually on the camera or on the, on the monitor uh, screen. But it wasn't. Most of the time, the, the, sc- the sky was shown as completely black during that coverage. Now, okay. I looked at the... Sh- <laughs> you looked at it? I looked at the picture in mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Right? And, and I'll post a link to this so that you can look at it yourself, guys. The picture is so fuzzy. It's so hazy. There's so little detail in the mm. picture um, that it's almost impossible to work out what this is. But people are getting very excited about this white spot that appeared in the sky. Uh, and, of course, they think that a UFO was watching the moon landing the whole time. Was it still in the sky, yes, though? Yes, it was just hovering above the horizon. <laughs> Now, was it? Yeah, okay. If it had been a UFO, why Isn't, wouldn't they have just landed, wandered yeah. over, and gone hi, said hi to Hello. Buzz, to Buzz and Neil? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you know that, that Buzz is not his real name? His real name is Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if it's the aliens watching, yes. And let's face it: if we get a new neighbour, it's all twitchy, twitchy curtains, isn't it? Who's moving in next door? What's happening? Is it a family? Are they young? Are they old? That's all they were doing. They were just hovering politely about, hmm. just having a look at who was moving into the moon. Surely. Yeah. Or. Or it was a phosphorus spot. Or it was a. <laughs> I'd never heard of a phosphorus spot before this moment. I think we should do a challenge that we drink a bottle of wine and then try and say phosphorus spot. And to be honest, even though I used to work in TV, I'd never really come across a burnt pixel before. Okay. So, you know, I've learned a lot. And you can't say that this podcast is not value for money. You learn a lot. It's so educational. Uh, Coming up next, it's words that are nice to say. Sour Me and Love Deluxe. Today's official word that is nice to say is epiphany. Let's say it together. Epiphany. epiphany. Is it epiphany? Epiphany. Epi- is it epiphany? Epiphany. No. I, I, let's epiphany. both say epiphany. Epi- epiphany. Let's say ep. Epiphany. Epiphany. Ep. Epiphany. epiphany. Yeah. Today's official word that is nice to say is. Epiphany. Let's say it together. <laughs> Epiphany. Turn to someone close to you, look deep into their eyes, grasp their face firmly in your hands and say... Epiphany. Epiphany. Place it in a sentence for us, Georgina. Uh, just as I was about to fail the exam, I had an epiphany and remembered that I had written most of the answers on my sleeve. Then I got expelled. Epiphany. Epiphany, today's official word that is nice to say on Sabi and Loft Deluxe. We are the mice who live under the sink and we like eating peanut butter. Still to come on Salby and Luff Deluxe, His Majesty King Charles III flirts with Georgina. Curtsy, curtsy, curtsy. In the wake of the Super Bowl, we ask, is American football fake? <laughs> And Georgina has a real-life ghost story from Crouch End. Now, Georgina, yes. we're, giving, we're bigging this up big time, <laughs> yeah, aren't but we? isn't a letdown. So, it's uh, ongoing, though, so I'll have to keep the story... in. It'll have to go on to another of our podcasts because, actually, uh, the story hasn't finished yet. We're yet to investigate. That's all coming up. If you'd like to follow this podcast on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Sowerby and Laugh. You can visit our website, which is sowerbyandluff.com, or keep in touch by becoming a member of our busy Facebook group, Sowerby and Luff's fully optimised social media network.
Now, this week, by way of a change, mm-hmm. I have a conspiracy theory for you. <laughs> Thank you. Rather than the other way around. <laughs> All right. And my conspiracy theory is loosely connected with one of the other items on this show because it concerns the NFL. And as okay. you know, we do have an NFL correspondent, King Charles III. <laughs> yes. Um, he doesn't know about this yet, so he'll no. be, he's out, outside waiting to come in and do his Yes, bit. OK. He doesn't... I've not discussed this with His Majesty, mm-hmm. so uh, he might have something to say about this. One of the biggest conspiracy theories in the NFL is that the league might be rigged. OK, yes. I mean, that's not new, is it? Uh, All sport is rigged. So, well, no, well, soccer isn't rigged, is it? I mean, the Premier League isn't rigged. No, but didn't some goalkeepers take money to let that's goals not the, No, that's not the same thing. Oh, OK. I think you're talking about Bruce Grobelar, the Liverpool goalkeeper, who deliberately let goals in yeah. while betting on how many it's goals... Fix. Yeah. It's fixed. It's fixed. So this is not the same thing. This is saying that the whole thing is fixed... Like, right. for example, uh, the WWF. Right, so hold on. At the beginning of the season, someone sits down or does an AI generator, like random generator, decide who's going to win? Well, or is it simply the people with the most money? Well, within the last few weeks, a former running back from the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. we'll call him Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> not his real name, <laughs> Um, has added fuel okay. to the matter by yes. saying that every game in the NFL is scripted. Okay. Can you imagine them all sitting around in the green <gasps> room learning their scripts? That's a lot of lines <laughs> to learn. Well, it's a lot of moves, really, isn't it? So the, the whole NFL... So you're going, well, hold on. So the, then I pass to Bob, right? And then Bob passes it and then he goes, no, 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 no. You don't pass to Bob at that yeah. point. You pass to Jerry. That's what they're oh, claiming. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. So the NFL is rigged debate. It's oh, probably the wow. most common nowadays within fans. But now, Scarlett Johansson, not mm-hmm. his real name, also uh, used to play for the Houston Texans and has made a very clear statement saying, yes, the NFL is definitely scripted. (laughs) Right? So he's gone public. He's gone public with the script. He says week-to-week players give their best in order to win each game and increase Mm -hmm. their odds of winning the Super Bowl. But recently, there are some doubters who think the league may be rigged And Scarlett Johansson, not his real name, has supported this argument with a controversial statement that definitely won't make the NFL very happy. Okay, so it's scripted. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Please. Giving it the big build build up. Scarlett, far away. Specifically, here's what he said. Yes. He says, We were really dedicated to the NFL's script. Mm -hmm. Practice was about practicing the script. (gasps) This is what we had to do. It was like the WWF, that's the World Wrestling Federation. Okay. Not the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> okay. Al- although. Not the pandas. It would be pretty cool if we found out that the World Wildlife Fund was also rigged. <laughs> uh, so, Scarlett Johansson, not his real name, says the teams in the NFL know what's going to happen before each game. Wow. They know what the result is going to be. Wow. But. He says, this is obviously a very disgruntled man. Yes. Someone's pissed okay. him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says, you will have to put on a show to make it look 
as if it's real. Well, it is real. It's is still possible? real, isn't it? Is that it? possible, Georgina? Because I've been involved with the WWF in two ways. I've been and filmed the uh, one they toured mm-hmm. uh, and they did a, um, a show at the Wembley Arena and I was there working and I was on the team that filmed that. Mm-hmm. And even more weirdly... A few years later, when I was working in the cartoon industry, I was I ghosted a column in a uh, comic about the uh, WWF. Right. My my pen name was the <laughs> was the gruesome grappler. Nice. Yes. Nice. So I, you know, I've been in, involved in this whole thing, right? Yes. And when I was at Wembley, and I met a British uh, WWF wrestler called the British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Huge man, absolutely huge man. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. And I made some sort of, of sideway crack about the fact that the whole thing might be scripted. And I was genuinely scared because the way he looked at me and the way he advanced on me mm. looked as if he was actually going to physically hurt me. Right, OK. And in fact, uh, one of the other production team that I was working with might said something similar to him and he got the guy in a headlock. Oh, <laughs> right. wow. With his massive arm. Because he said it wasn't scripted. Yeah, they all have to go along with the fact fact that it isn't that it isn't scripted whereas in fact everyone knows it is is it possible that the nfl is like that because who's gonna who's gonna um have an argument surely, about it no because surely it's a matter of time a wrestling match goes on for how long oh i don't know about 10 minutes exactly that you can rehearse but surely you can't rehearse four hours five hours of ongoing ongoing pass it to so-and-so pass it to i mean the rehearsal how much time do they get between games to rehearse all these about a week (laughs) well maybe it's doable then they should also tap dance and entertain a little bit then did you know that there is actually an nfl pitch underneath the football pitch at tottenham hotspur stadium we've already mentioned tottenham hotspur stadium once with beyonce Mm -hmm. right there's an astroturf football um, um american football pitch under there and the whole pitch can slide apart, reveal it. The the grass disappears into the car park, and nice. revealing an astroturf pitch. And the NFL have been over here. They've been to Tottenham mm-hmm. as well, not two miles from here, no. and played NFL games. So maybe we should go next time and see if we can spot where they're following the script. <laughs> yes. Does the grass go outside into the car park and make the car park into a it, really it, nice sort of park sort of goes, where you can go and have sandwiches? It sort of goes underground. Oh, that's a shame. Behind the uh, the, the the stands, mm. uh, the far ends. Yeah. Um, and it's got they've got lights under there that, that continue. Oh, good. Phew. That continue to put sunlight onto the yes. grass and okay. sprinkle it with water. Oh, that's and, that grass has better treatment than me sometimes. It probably is. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely light. Oh, look, there's water sprinkling. More corridors of conspiracy next time on Sowerby and Luff Deluxe. Still to come, toast haunted. But first, it's Thesaurus Warus. Sowerby and Luff Deluxe. We've got Thesaurus Warus with us in the studio. You're, you're lovely. You're slightly smaller than your dad, I think, are you? Only very slightly. Only, yeah, only slightly, but it's I, noticeable. I'm still growing. <laughs> are you still good? Will you fit into the studio later on? Um, maybe not, maybe. Uh, today's target word, TW2, if you're willing to take it on, should you choose to take it on, the target word today is idyllic. 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 Um, and so what do I have to do again? You have to think of words that mean the opposite. Oh, yes. The opposite of idyllic. Um, 
unidyllic. Excellent. Excellent, eh? Disagreeable. <laughs> disagreeable, I like. Flawed. Flawed, just like me. Um, imperfect. A bit like me too. Urbane. Urbane is a word urbane. that we should all use more often. Urbane. Um, bad. Um, shit. <laughs> Uh, rubbish. <laughs> mm, non Right, this is descending into madness. Uh, I that's, can't think that's of enough. Anymore. That's enough. That is that's way more than I actually needed. I'm drying out. Yeah, okay, okay. Go outside. Uh, I've got some cheese for you in reception. This week's Toast Haunted is about a 15 year old boy living in a rented house with his mum. Okay. We'll call him Tony Curtis. <laughs> Not his real name. Not his real name. Tony Curtis's bedroom was at the front of the house uh-huh. and his bed had two mattresses on it. Why? Um, i.e. a spring mattress on the bottom and a soft foam mattress on the top. I'm not even sure why that piece of information is in this report. <laughs> it was he princess and the peas. Mum used to put peas under the bed and used to be uncomfortable. It's all to do with what's going to happen next. OK, he needed two mattresses for this story to make sense. T- Tony Curtis's bed, not his real name, Tony Curtis's bed was positioned on the outer corner wall under the window. Uh-huh. He woke up one night for no particular reason but felt <laughs> uneasy. Did he need the loo? Because that's quite often why you wake he up. He had in what the he of described as a heavy, quiet sensation. A heavy, quiet I sensation? I get that. When I wake up in the night, yeah. Georgina, sometimes I get a kind of heavy, quiet. I know what, the, I know what he means. Okay. Heavy, quiet sensation where you can hear quiet. everything. Okay. You know, and, and in this flat, we can hear, you know, if I wake up at four in the morning, yeah. it's completely quiet. I can hear little noises. That's probably the mice. <laughs> they probably have a little party in the living room around, yeah. that, around yeah. that time of night. Anyway, it was a heavy, quiet sensation. And in the corner of the room, diagonally opposite his bed, in the corner of the inner walls of the room, something was clinging to the ceiling and wall. Oh, you see, that would freak me out. If they just walk in, I'd be okay. But if they're actually clinging to the ceiling, then that would freak me out. It was almost completely transparent. Uh Uh-huh. But the light was distorted, bending around the curvature of its form. <laughs> sounds, to be honest, that sounds like a special effect. Yeah, it to does. Me. So it was humanoid in shape. Humanoid? Yeah. Okay. But devoid of features. Humanoid, devoid. It hung there in the top right hand corner of the opposite wall mm-hmm. as if it had its back pressed into the corner and its feet and hands were up beside its body, sort of how Spider Man oh. might have hung in such a spot. Now, that's the second time on yeah. this podcast, Georgina, that someone has seen a ghost and said that it formed into a pose like Spider-Man. Well, maybe if you're a ghost and you can do anything because you're lightweight and you can be on the ceiling or you could be on the floor or the walls, then maybe that's what everyone wants to be. In Like, we all really, in the end, just want to be Spider-Man, so that's what they do. If you could do it, you'd do it, right? I'd come in from the walls all the time if I could do it. Tony Curtis, not his real name, says the creature had been there watching him sleep. He doesn't know that. When he saw he was awake, it started moving along the top of the far wall (laughs) closer to his bed. Sounds like an episode of what we do in the shadows. Then it started moving along the ceiling towards him. Excellent. It didn't move its limbs. No. It was more like hovering (gasps) along its path. So it's hovering upside down 
on the ceiling. Like and, Spider-Man. And moving towards him. Yeah, but if it was like was Spider-Man... It a spider? If it was like Spider-Man, its arms would be doing this, Yeah, that's they? true, They'd yeah. Be, it would be pulling itself along yes. with its arms. It's just floating. All Tony Curtis could do was squeeze his eyes shut and turn his face away, screaming in his head <laughs> over and over again <laughs> for the thing to go away. Yes, uh, and then it's disappointing because it then says, only a few moments later, everything returned to normal. <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever seen it again? I mean, was just this is just a one-off, was it? I think people see things like this if they've got a bad hangover or something like that. I think your brain gets into mush and I think you start seeing Spider-Man on your, the top of your wall. There, there is a slight epilogue to this, okay. which, makes me, which makes me smile. Yeah, His mum's cat... Yeah, oh, bless. Yeah. Who he says, didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ghost or him, Tony? The cat, he says, didn't like him. Didn't like him, OK. It came and hopped onto his bed yes. and lay down on his chest <gasps> to sleep, which he says was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> what did... He what, says, was that anything to do with the ghost? No, he says that this bears a lot of hallmarks of a thing called sleep paralysis. Yes, OK. Right. You know what sleep yes, paralysis is? Yes, I that's, do. That's where you, I've experienced sleep paralysis, usually after I've been out with, with Benzie yes, for ex- a, a, a few yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, as an adult, he found out that his brother also uh, suffered with sleep paralysis um, and didn't know what was happening when he sometimes would wake up and be unable to to move so he says his whole experience was extremely vivid and malevolent so hold on has he just explained the ghost away by saying that i don't know he's just saying what he said the reason i'm covering this Mm. right is because i thought it was interesting that it was for the second time yes someone had compared a ghost Ghost to having a pose like spider-man Maybe it's a thing. Have you checked online and just typed in the word ghost and Spider-Man and see no, how many stories come up? But I will. Yeah, Having please. said that, there's only so much uh, time that that content can appear <laughs> in this podcast. Oh, just as a quickie, I looked up... You know, we were talking about the beard chain. Well, mm. I remember as a... Oh, I'll look that up. And mm. I said I would look up how long the beard chain was. Mm. And you said two miles. Mm. It was a very disappointing 150 feet. Is that all? That was... Was all. Don't waste my time. But I think that's that. quite a lot for men whose beards are attached to one another. So be- before we move on from the toast haunted arena, mm. tell us more about this real uh, life, this yeah. person you know, yes. who is experiencing a haunting. Yeah. Uh, this is someone you know, Georgina. Yes. Uh, Mary, not her real name, right. um, has lives in a house mm. just down the road. She's all alone in this house. Her children have moved out and I think that might have something to do with it. But she, uh, no one else is in the house with her and she says at night she can hear someone above her in her loft now we went through all the things it could be we said mary um uh, is it someone next door uh might it be boiler might it be pipes might it be maybe a bird's got in there and is causing a little bit of chaos might it even be i don't know fo- there's no way into her roof there are no roof lights so didn't she pl- didn't she play you a recording yeah So we were all doubting her and she said, no, it's really loud. And she said she got scared the other night. So she she left her phone, plugged in, pressed record and went to another room to sleep where she can't hear the noises. She played them back to us. There are genuinely big 
noises coming from her loft. And it sounded at one point like someone was singing. It really, every now and again, you can hear a sort of distorted voice. So I completely get why people think there are ghosts. Now, now Mary, bless her, has gone out and bought from Amazon... A ghost detector. <laughs> really? I know this is new information. Yeah, you can buy ghost detectors and um, it's based on radiation. She said it's an LED EMF electromagnetic field meter. It's got four stars on Amazon, she said. So she bought one. These are nineteen ninety nine, mm. And actually, I thought, well, I better go and check it out for her. I've got no... And she says she's going to hold it towards the roof to see if it goes off, to see if there's a ghost up there. Now, I scrolled further down on the link on Amazon to see whether this was a real thing. And it doesn't have four stars. Well... It might have four stars, but I think those have been cannily placed by someone because the only review is right at the bottom and someone has given it two stars and says, um, this is total bollocks, <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> well, thing I, is, I'm this is total bollocks, don't buy it. They're still giving it two stars. I'd love to hear the recording. Can you get her to email it to us? Yeah, I'm wondering. Next time I go in and I see, I don't see her all the time. So this mm. story, I mean, I did say to her, do you have a ladder? Do you have some way of getting up to the loft? Because I'll very happily climb the ladder and go and have a peek for you. Because she says she doesn't have anyone to do it. So I said I would be the person if she can't get someone else to do it. So I'll... I'll keep updated. I it's think big, the most likely is, it's that big noise. is that you can get into that loft from the loft next door. Maybe. And that there's some kids playing up there or that some uh, dogs get, go in there and fight. Or, yes. It's going to be something like that, It's surely. going to be so. But the minute we can get up into the loft, presumably I'm going to see things. And she, she says she's got nothing up there. So um, there's nothing to knock over. You will keep us updated of on that story. Of course I will. Of course I will. If it's an actual ghost, I'll let you know. Because that's an exclusive. It is. Just enough it is. Uh, coming up next, don't bogart the finger monkey. Don't bogart the finger monkey. So, what have you got for us on don't bogart the finger monkey, Georgina? A Follow man, that. A man has destroyed five million dollars worth of art at the Dallas Museum because he'd split up with his girlfriend and was in a bad mood. Wow. Five million. Now we've all done. We, we've all had a split. And we've gone away and we've maybe punched a wall or kicked a door. I once was so mad that I was I was given a, a Furby, which I hated anyway, in a relationship because they thought I needed a pet to look after. So I threw the Furby out of the window and it landed on the pavement with a great big smash. But did um, you for one second consider getting on the tube, going up to the National Gallery <laughs> um, and vandalising a few paintings? I know. That's a lot to take out because you're in a bad mood with the, your ex-girlfriend, isn't it? Um, how, how much damage was done, did you say? Five million dollars wow. worth of damage. He just slashed away at paintings because he was in a Were bad mood. Were there particular paintings that he went oh, for? Oh, maybe, you see, I did. The, the story didn't say that, but mm. maybe it was romantic paintings or maybe it was a lovely view that he remembered mm. very well from a romantic picnic he'd had with his damaging, girlfriend. It's become quite trendy to damage paintings because yeah. of using it as a form of protest. Like yeah. someone threw some uh, soup. Didn't yeah, tom uh, tomato soup tomato and soup. some mashed potato yeah. has been thrown over stuff. But I'm presuming you can get that off. But if you slash, then that's not Depends a nice thing. Depends whether there's glass <laughs> over the front. No, you're not allowed to put glass over the front of paintings, you're, are you? A watercolour. 
a watercolour yeah. you are, but You've not an oil. You've got to put glass over a watercolour. Other, why? Well, because that, otherwise the moisture in the room would yeah. destroy the uh, the watercolour, oh, you see. okay, yeah. okay. So if nice. you're going to attack a painting, yes. guys, yeah. with, say, soup, <laughs> don't attack a watercolour, because no. they'll just better wipe that off with a, a, a damp cloth. Yeah, but that's quite nice, isn't it? Go for an oil painting <laughs> every time. Because <laughs> then it has to go to a proper restorer. No, you see, I think I would do something creative, like put a nappy on a statue of David or something like that, because then it would be funny and you would get lots of publicity, but you wouldn't have damaged anything because they could simply take the nappy off. What else have you got for us on Dope Bogart? California, the state, has decided to classify its bees as fish so they can go on the endangered species list. Classify its bees yes. as fish. You can't be on an endangered species list if you're an insect, but you can if you're a fish. So they've classified bees as fish, and in that way they can say it's endangered and do stuff to stop them from being endangered. How, is there some test that you can do to see if something is a fish? <laughs> I mean, for example, could you take a bumblebee, yeah. right, put it in a bowl of water... yeah. And see if it whether it swims, yes, or dies. Oh no, because that would be a bit like the witches, wouldn't it? Because I would argue, I yeah. have to say that a bee. You know, say I'm wrong if you don't agree with me, but I would say <laughs> yeah. that a bee is not a fish. And not a fish. No, no. Um, In, not only is it not a fish, it's about as far away from being a fish, right, as you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it might have been better to to maybe reclassify it as like an endangered animal, like a rhino. So officially now, then, a bee is an endangered a bee species. Is, yeah, no, a bee is a fish. <laughs> no, but it's also an endangered species. Yes, which is really sad, isn't because it? Because of that. Yes. Yeah. And in the future, when they look back and people are going, what's a bee? And we live on a planet with like one tree and one flower. So I think I'm going to go on to Reddit now. And mm. I'm going to I'm going to start asking the question... Um, are bees fish? Are bees right? fish? Yeah. And then I'll, usually when I do that, I, there'll be a whole series of, of. I'll go into other threads then mm. and say things like, "Are toads fish?" You know, <laughs> is a Ford Cortina a fish? Your best one this week: Are toads fictional? Yes. <laughs> I just do it for my own entertainment. Very little of it ends up in this podcast. No, I don't. It just makes me cry laughing. <laughs> I, I, I went on to the reincarnation thread yesterday yeah. um, and said that I, I was the reincarnation of a fictional character that <laughs> appeared in a novel in the 1970s. <laughs> and someone seriously replied to I me know. and said, I don't think, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> I don't think you can be a... Re- I don't think that's a thing. I was going to say, you can't be a regurgitated fictional character. What's the word? I'm not getting my words in the right Re- order today. Reincarnated. Reincarnated, you got time not for, regurgitated. you got time for one more uh, Bogart the Finger Monkey, Georgina. I'm going to keep on the, the animal theme then. Yeah. Uh, the New York High Court is to determine... It hasn't quite happened yet, but I'll watch out and let you know if the Bronx Zoo elephant is, in fact, a person. Now, this is to help it as well, Mm. because if it's a person, they'll be able to look after the elephant better. Mm. We're busy reclassifying all sorts of animals in order to look after them. Now, my argument would be, can we not 
just look after them. Is a bee a person? Is a bee, but no, it's a fish. No, but I would no <laughs> seriously. If a bee can be a fish, then an elephant can be a person. Because of the way bees behave mm. and their intelligence level. That's true. I would argue that a bee yeah. is closer to being a person, person than, than a fish. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. I'm not sure why they've chosen fish. Don't no. ask me. And, and it's California. And back to back with that, that premise would also be maybe an elephant could be a fish. Maybe an elephant. Oh, rather than a person. Go on. That's one way or, better, one or the it? other. Yeah. And by all of those uh, associations, could a fish be a person? <laughs> More Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey in the next podcast. In the meantime, I'm hearing in my ear uh-huh. that King Charles III is in the house again. But first, a word from Big Mal. To get exclusive bonus content for this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash studio senseless and upgrade to Sour B and Luff VIP access. Time once again for news from the NFL with His Majesty King Charles III. Hello, Georgina. I hope you don't mind if bought you a little gift. A diamond tiara? Yes, I, I know you won't be able to accept it. I will. Oh. I hear you have some gossip on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, indeed. It seems their rookie quarterback, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, played so well last season that he's likely to be Steelers' first-choice starter next season. Interesting. My poor dear mamma, the late Queen, was very fond of Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I think she wanted to mother him. That's sweet. Uh, did Her Majesty watch a lot of American football? Never missed the Super Bowl, Georgina. Uh, at one time, she used to sit up half the night with... Princess Margaret swigging gin straight out of the bottle. (laughs) Extraordinary. Now and again they'd ring the Queen's bookie to bet on who would score the next touchdown. Any other news? Yes, the the Kansas City Chiefs have scored an important victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you put that down to? Well, it seems their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) threw... Through 195 yards and two touchdowns, despite suffering a serious ankle injury in the first half. Chab virtually, Chab virtually hopped his way to victory. Who are they playing next? Cincinnati Bengals. Are they any good? Uh, my wife, Camilla, describes them as distinctly average. But I think that's only because their quarterback hasn't got a beard. Uh, anything on the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, since you asked, yes. They, they had a bloody shaky win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers recently. Camilla says their kicker missed four consecutive extra points. We call them conversions in this country. Um, Chap should have gone to Specsavers. Oh, that's very witty, Your Majesty. Don't grovel, Georgina. Well, thanks for coming in to see us again, Your Majesty. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. I have to say that... Tiara really suits you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for His Majesty King Charles III. Uh, More news from the NFL with King Charles III (laughs) next time. He's lovely, isn't he? Isn't he sweet? He's he's grand. But now it's, uh, it's What's the Question Triv Penalty Shootout Edition. 
And here are the rules. Georgina and I will give each other an answer to a question from Trivial Pursuit. We have to guess the question for that answer, and you can play this at home. If we guess the question correctly, <laughs> we score a penalty. What is the first answer, Georgina? The... Oh, and you have to keep score with this, because I'm rubbish at keeping score. OK. Yeah. Okay. So you're keeping score. We're gonna it take... doesn't really matter, We're does it? We're going to take yes. two or three penalties each, just right. depending okay. on the results. OK. The answer is asparagus. What is the question? Asparagus. Asparagus. Um, Why is it nice to eat the tips of, (laughs) but not the thick end? (laughs) That could apply Um, to an awful lot of stuff. What can you have as a starter with olive oil um, over the top of it and salt and pepper? (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, not the question. Um, I can't think of a genuine question. I can only think of those stupid ones. Right, Okay. the genuine question is... What plant is sometimes referred to as sparrow grass? That's only surely if someone gets so it wrong, isn't that it? That is a missed penalty, Georgina. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, it's nil nil. Uh, yeah. Here is your answer. Your answer is mm-hmm. Clive Dunn. Clive Dunn. Clive Dunn. Which very young man used to play a very old man on television and had a hit with Grandad We Love You sometime in, I think it was the 60s, was it? That, or... That's a brilliant answer, Georgina. It's not what's written on the card, but I'm going to give you that. You have scored a penalty. <laughs> the actual question yes. is who played the butcher... Uh, Jones yes. in Dad's Army. Okay, I should, yeah, I would have known that too. Okay, the, so it's one nil to Georgina. It is. The answer is white walled tires. Uh, white walled tires. White walled tires. Uh, what are what sort of tires are on a Cadillac? Ooh, you see, I don't know if that's true or not, so I can't give you a point uh, because they they very well might be. What kind of tires are on a uh, um. You were never going to get this. I've just turned over. <laughs> and the answer is so obscure, I've okay. no idea what it means. I give up. It's a, what are snowballs to a hot rodder? What? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. OK, that's another missed penalty, Georgina. Snowballs to a hot rodder. That's so, also the name of my difficult second album. <laughs> so uh, so you are still 1-0 up. Yes, um, OK. I think I, you need to get this to win the game, actually. Uh, yeah, then OK. I, then on. you will be 2-0 up and I won't... Oh, no, you will be 2-0 up, but then I'll have the opportunity to get one and that won't be enough for me to win. No, so OK. So if you get this one, uh-huh. you've won this week's... Um, what's the question, Triv? Uh, penalty shootout edition. <laughs> right. Know. Okay. Um, Go on. Your answer is... Yes. Greece. Greece as in E-A or double E? Double E. Double E. Your answer is Greece. Who unexpectedly won a World Cup in football and no one truly believed they should have won it and therefore, as a wonderful recall to the start of the programme, thought it was all fixed... Well, you're, you're close with that. It wasn't actually the World Cup. It was the European Championship. European Championship. So I can't let you have that. I'm going to oh. ask for another question, another answer, Georgina. <laughs> OK. Am I going to get a miss thing? Uh, no. I'm no. Gonna, because you were so close there, I'm going to give you one more opportunity to put the ball in the net. Let's call it a retaken penalty. OK. Right. You are retaking this one. OK. On a technicality. Excellent. I and missed So the I ball. want another 
question for the answer, Greece. Greece. Um, where do they serve taramasalata, pita bread, hummus, uh, I can never say it. Is it Kalashnikov kebabs? Um, Kleftiko? Kleftiko. Is that what you're trying um, to say? It's something like that. Um, late into the night, where you can go after your... When you've had a little bit to Georgina, drink... Georgina, I'm going to have to stop you. And you're wandering no. down the street, where's the best restaurant gonna, to go to? I'm going to have to stop you. Yes, because, is it not that? Because Hugh Edwards is waiting to read the news <laughs> <laughs> at six. That is a miss. Right. The, okay. the actual question, which you would never have got in a million mm. years, is what European country witnessed Lord Byron's death? <gasps> right now, that That's means I can grand. that means I can equalise. So oh, right. give me give me one last answer to to try and make a draw of it. Okay, uh, the answer is in a bank. In a bank. In a bank. The answer is in a bank. Um, where, once you have given sperm. <gasps> this is a great question. When you have given sperm, where is that sperm? Stored. <laughs> um, I want to give you. A where gift. where it's do you so, keep? It's so close. Where do you keep money? Ooh, um, put where, the two together. Where do you keep sperm money? <laughs> no, the question is, where would a Vietnamese deposit his dong? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's a real question. Okay, so that's another miss. So Georgina. <laughs> Fun. You have uh, won this week's uh, penalty shootout. Are we keeping um, a tally? Uh, Not really. We have once again floated graciously like a Chinese weather balloon <gasps> to the end or of the podcast. Like a Spider-Man ghost on the ceiling uh, to the end of the podcast. So well done, everyone. Yes, well done. Uh, high fives Woo-hoo! all round. Thanks to Thesaurus. Oh, the single Thanks to Thesaurus Warus, the mice who live under the sink, and His <laughs> Majesty King Charles the Third. We'll see you next time. Say bye bye, Georgina. Bye bye, Georgina. Sour Beer and Luff Deluxe was written and presented by me, Brian Luff, and me, Georgina Sowerby. The announcer was Big Mal from Denver. Music by Curiosity Shop and Kevin McLeod. Technical supervisor was Dame Alan Benz. Thesaurus Warus Jr. appeared courtesy of Skegness Seal Sanctuary. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No mice were harmed during the making of this programme. To listen to exclusive bonus behind-the-scenes content for this podcast, upgrade to Salby and Love VIP access. This was a Salby and Love production for Studio Senseless in leafy London town. <laughs> Will you tickle my fanny?